0: earbud media audio for everyone oh my god whoa we're back we're back we're back hello last episode before, before no before the last, last episode <laughs> the penultimate penultimate episode yes. hi i'm Shayna. and i'm bryce and this is charmed a, a spellcast. the witches with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls in this patriarchal demon-infested world So hello, we're here, I'm queer, and Bryce is great, <laughs> and I'm spherical, <laughs> and, and sphere. <laughs> um, so we are here to discuss season one, episode 20 of Charmed. We're doing Love Hurts. Love Hurts. Cause it do. And pain bad. And pain bad, love complicated. <laughs>
1: Um this is, as Shana was mentioning earlier in our cold open, the pen ultimate episode of season one. I got my pen.
0: It's the ultimate one. It's the ultimate one. Wow, I can't believe almost exactly a year after we started this podcast We complete it. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now. Goodbye. <laughs> we're gonna be getting to My the, contract the, is the only vinyl. for one season. That's true. Um, You had a contract? Yeah, after this I just make recurring guest appearances. Oh, so it's just me. (laughs) Hope y'all are excited about that. I'll be reading from a a book that I just picked up um, here on the table. Not that I just picked up. My friend lent it to me. It's called Men Explain Things to Me (laughs) by Rebecca Solnit. And um, that's this podcast now. Oh. Now that Bryce is only going to be a recurring guest star.
1: Okay. I am confusion.
0: Yeah. No more term to spellcast. Oh no, tragic. Only an audiobook. <laughs> it's just her reading chapter after <laughs> chapter. <laughs> um but yes, so thanks for sticking around for the penultimate episode. Yeah. That's exciting. What a journey.
1: Oh my.
0: Do we have any manor keeping? Oh, I do. I have a fun story. Oh my god. So this story brought time. me
1: great joy. Um last Friday no, it's cur- it is Friday. So last Friday. Um, I went on a team outing with the analytics department or division or whatever they're called um, at my job and our senior manager has a house up in the Catskills so he hosted all of us so we got on a charter bus, we bust our way up to the Catskills, he's got like 16 acres, an archery range like, a bunch of gardens, because he really likes gardening, and his wife is the most amazing cook I've ever met. She has, like, three bookcases, and they're all, like, stuffed with only cookbooks. She's like, yeah, I order one, like, every week. I just just really like cooking, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) She made everything from scratch, and for, like, at least 30 people. She made homemade ice cream. She made homemade butter. She made like uh, pastas and veggies and lots of pastries and then as like a little um I don't know what they're called like gift bag goodie bag as like a thing that we take home she made us all homemade jam in like a little mason jar so we all had little mason jars of jam that's amazing yeah that sounds like such a lovely little getaway the thing I wanted to tell you about, though, that brought me great joy, was the love story. Cause like everyone was just milling around the house, like or outside chatting with each other, and I got some like one on one time with the wife, and she told me how she met her husband, my senior manager, and it was such a lovely little story that I want to share it with y'all right now. Um, so like about twenty years ago, when they were in their early twenties, they had met on like a Sunday probably at a friend function I kind of missed that part of the story and then the next day they had their first date the next day after that they had their second date and then on Thursday he told her that he loved her and then I told maybe I told you this story already no and then like at the end of the week after knowing each other just a week they moved in together what I know well yeah so at first I was like mm, okay because I am judgmental but, but then she was like yeah so like that was really quick and then it gets crazier because then 4 months later she gets kidney failure. So she's basically in the hospital every day. And what he does is he takes all his vacation days and just spends them with from the hospital. And then when they run out, he just goes to work. After work, he goes to the hospital, spends the night with her, goes home, takes a shower, and does it all again. And then, she's like, a couple months into this whole thing, she goes home, so they go back to the apartment from the hospital, and she's still kind of like, unable to do a lot of things herself, so he basically becomes her home aide. He like, has to carry her to the bathroom, has to help her wash, like, all this stuff. And she was like, Martin, his name's Martin, Martin, like, this is a lot. We've only known each other like, less than a year. And he was like, yeah, but that Thursday after we met, when I told you I loved you, I meant it, and that's as simple enough as it is for me. Like That's all I need. And she was like, oh, okay. So then they got married two years later, and they've been married for about 15 years. Wow. I know. Wait, one more thing. One more part of the story that I really love. So their kid, who's a really lovely kid, he's about seven or eight, I think he's going into the third grade, he's a little autistic, so he needs special accommodations at school. And originally they used to live in the city, and it was like a really big battle every year to get those accommodations from the district. So eventually it was like, you know what, if we're going to have to do this giant hassle every single year, we're just going to move to a different district that has set up programs that are like actually cultivated and well, and like personal. Like specifically tailored for kids who have special needs, so they like called in an education speci- specialist. Then they went around to all these different districts in the state area, and they found this one school that they're at right now that had like a great program and it was a perfect fit for the kid. The problem was that it was like two hours outside of the city, so that meant that my senior manager would have to commute every week. And he was like, "Yeah, we're just gonna do it because that's my kid, and he deserves the best." And that's why they live up there in the Catskills, making jam every day. Wow. Yeah. I wanted to bring some joy or share some joy because that brought me great joy.
0: They're very peculiar people, but... <laughs> it sounds like it. But a good story. They sound peculiar, but like an excellent match. And also, they both sound like people who know what their priorities are in yeah. caring for others. Yeah. Which
1: is very heartwarming. You've hit the nose on the head. Ouch! <laughs> I personally would not want to be them because they are... I, I think I enjoy the lifestyle I have and I like to be part of the world that other people inhabit, but I really, they're they're
0: inspiring. Mm. Why do you think they're inspiring and why wouldn't you want to? Because they don't care about other
1: worlds. They like have their own world and they have their own ways of doing things and they're, they're not self-conscious about it.
0: Mm. That's so interesting. Really, really lovely that they were able to do this. Yeah. Like that's... Yeah, I mean it's a fairy tale. It shouldn't have worked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it did. No, it's, it's a fairy tale completely Wow, well it sounds like you had a really interesting time getting to know a little bit more about who you're working for. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Wow um, My manner keeping is that my mom just emailed me Let's see If I can find the email Hello, this is from my mom Susan the subject line is bralettes. It's to me and my sister. Do you girls still like these? Got a few at Costco. If interested, let me know. I <laughs> And it's a picture of the pack of bralettes she just got. My mom loves me. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Love doesn't hurt. Love is bralettes. Bralettes.
1: And it is good.
0: And and so it was good.
1: And so it was good, that Susan. Is. Susan said... Let there be bralettes.
0: <laughs> and there
1: were. Susan was like, do you still like this? And it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Commandant if God checked in every couple of years. Do you do you still like this kind
0: of stuff? I'll buy it for you. Aww. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty similar, actually, to, like, a relative who has your best interests at uh, heart, yeah. but does not quite know what's going on in your life.
1: yeah. I definitely had an uncle who did not realize when I reached an age where I didn't want um, like small children toys just because he like was very distant not distant as in he was like distantly related but like he wasn't in my life like mm-hmm. immediately
0: yeah exactly <laughs> but um I appreciate the thought a lot of someone like wanting to know if you want something it's very nice let's see is there any
1: do you want to talk about First day of school. First day of cool.
0: Am I right? Am I right? Um, first day of school is next week. Yes. Yike. That's it. All right. That's the man. Okay, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, first day, last first day. Yeah, last first day of school because it's my very last semester. For now. For yes, for a while. Okay. For a while, and I'm excited. And Bryce brought me black and whites, which I'm very thankful for. you still like these? <laughs> I, <laughs> I do. I bought them for you. <laughs> I do. I bought these for you. Which I do indeed still like. Good. And I... I don't know. I'm a little exhausted. You seem a little tired. I am a little tired. But I think I'm a little tired because this has been the end of a long work week. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to do another gig and I'm not exactly sure what... I'm missing a lot of information on it. Mm. So I'm just kind of like anticipating that. Okay, my my real quick manner keeping is that I'm waiting for a lot of things to finally be at a like stable place in order to say, okay, I know what I'm doing. And I have a lot of wonderful options that are coming up, but they all need to give me more information. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little tired and I'm glad to be here doing this podcast. And then after this, I will grocery shop. I will go home. I will fall asleep for a little bit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm very happy about that.
0: Indeed. Okay, so that's, that's about all I have. That's all we need, so. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Season 1, Episode 20, Love Hurts. Ouch. Um, the ouch is my parenthetical. <laughs> so this was directed by James Whitmore Jr. It was written by Chris Levinson, Zach Estrin, and Javier griot Marshwa. And it was aired May 19th, 1999.
1: Amazing. The the trio, the trifecta.
0: Yeah. Come to expect them. All right. No no more dilly-dallying. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. San Francisco, creepy music, walking lady with a grocery bag. Dun, dun, dun. And she's blonde, so she we know something bad is going to happen.
1: And also, very on-the-nose costuming choices. Yeah she's an angel and he's a dark lighter they really got creative with the names
0: there. white lighter dark lighter ah yes (laughs) yeah she's so so Aryan looking oh my god (laughs) it's wild
1: (laughs) she's got a cute little button nose like beautiful curly like bobbed
0: hair yeah huge ringlets like Mm. just golden ring she looks like a
1: little cherub little apple cheeks Yeah, yeah she's a little cherub um, okay, so this lady, her name is Daisy. Wow, that name is spot on, yep, too. Yep, <laughs> yep. She looks like a Daisy. So Daisy is um, in trouble. Poof, Leo comes into the picture. Leo! Did you forget about Leo? I didn't. I didn't. Never forget. I was waiting for this episode. So Leo comes back into the picture, and remember, he's a white lighter, so he's, like, protecting this lady, Daisy, and apparently, do we know at this point that she's about to become a white lighter as well?
0: No, we don't know. Okay.
1: But we know that something's up. We know that something's up, because he's got to protect her from the forces of evil. Mm -hmm. Cue the entrance of Alec. Poof.
0: Poof again. It's Alec in his long black duster and his uh, menacing expression, and also his creepy, creepy, Mm -hmm. you'll never leave me voice, and I don't like him.
1: I really don't. His entire affectation is very... Is that a word? No, no. Yeah, affectation. Affectation, mm-hmm. very off-putting. Also, he reminds me a little bit of um, like a cross between Adam Driver and maybe like an NSYNC fan <gasps> oh,
0: member. Oh, I could see that with the hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, he's a bit of a hulking person. Yeah, like a hulking dude he is. for sure. Yeah, and so he poofs up, and Daisy's like, "Now," and Leo's like, "No," <laughs> and he's like, "Yes." And then... Credits. We, yeah, credits. <laughs> no! No. Yes. yes. <laughs> Alex smash. And uh, so this is Alec, and he's a stalker, dark lighter, which we now know is a thing. I guess white lighters need mm. their balancing half. And he is in love with Daisy, but Leo says dark lighters don't have the capacity to love. And Alec is saying, well... You know, yes, of course we do. I love Daisy just like you love Piper. Ooh, Ooh shit. Ooh, shit, we know
1: where this is going. He said
0: it. So apparently, Leah loves Piper.
1: Um, yes. Uh, so Daisy's under the protection of Leah, which means that she is cloaked from Alex's view. But Alex, like, I can fix that. All I have to do is kill you, and then I'll be able to get
0: to her once again. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, shit, high stakes right away. Right away. He poofs his harpoon, not harpoon, um, crossbow. Crossbow. The darklighter poofs his darklighter crossbow out mm. of a bunch of smoke, which actually I thought that was a very cool effect.
1: I really thought it was the coolest moment in like this entire yeah, episode. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so it was the coolest moment in the episode. It was definitely the coolest effect so far, yeah. I think, that I, we've seen. It stuck out to me for sure. Mm-hmm. And so he shoots Leo, without warning, with a poison-tipped arrow. Yep. And then we move as Leo, like, Uh, Well, so Daisy has run off because Leo has cast, like, a shielding spell or whatever it is. Yeah, so she's invisible to Alec. She's invisible to Alec until Leo dies, essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal here, I guess. And so Daisy runs away uh, and Leo white lights somewhere. Yes. And then we arrive at the manor. The manor!
1: Um... Okay, so I'm trying to remember what happens here. Oh, They're yes. packing for Cabo. Yes, and Prue is wearing a bikini on the plane, or she's planning to, because efficiency is everything, folks. She's a Virgo. Um, okay, so also they're uh, talking, so it's It's uh, Prue and Phoebe, and I think they're chit-chatting about what they're going to do with Cabo, mostly pick up guys. And then they're talking about Piper, and they're like, is she going to pick up guys? And the consensus is no. She's taking a break. She's
0: vacationing from men. Yes. Me too.
1: I also really liked the list of men that she had dated in the past. This is how they phrased it. A warlock, a ghost, a geographically undesirable handyman, and a very dorky grad student.
0: (laughs) Tag yourself. (laughs) It's me. Piper dated me. <laughs> oh, my God. My greatest achievement to date. Holly Marie Combs, please love me. Um, anyway, so let's talk about love and sex, baby. <laughs> they're, uh, they're trying to get their groove back. Yes, Stella. Stella, which I found out is a 1998 film. Oh, actually. I was trying to figure out what that was a reference to. Mm-hmm. Yep, Stella, how Stella got her groove back. Uh, sounds right, actually. Yeah, we were too young. Mm. it was not our genre either I think mm-hmm. but uh yeah anyway so they're <laughs> they're uh, talking about Piper and about how they've gotta get her on the plane and like actually into vacation mode mm-hmm. and really scoping out some buff dudes mm-hmm. when suddenly a scream and there's proof Phoebe, come up here well guess who white lighted his way back into the attic who was it? It was Leo. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, um, and he is a sickly-looking white lighter. Mm-hmm. He is he is uh, gritting his teeth in pain. He is sweating. He is um, suddenly Leo. Suddenly Leo. It works. White lighting to the attic. Oh my God! The reprise. <laughs> what I can't I can't keep going. I don't know anymore. I'm after trying. That. Um, It just starts over again. He don't have no daisy. Oh. Mm. He needs to be healed. Yes, that's it. Suddenly Leo is dying in front of me. Oh, no. Okay, we're done. We're just going to cut it off there. Going to cut it off there.
1: Okay, so he needs to be healed. And uh, credits. And credits. And then we come back to San Francisco. Yes. After 20 one episodes. I almost forget every time what San Francisco looks like, so I'm so happy that they remind me. San Francisco looks like the Transamerica building. Oh, true. It looks, looks like, like the, uh, circ- The what's that one part of the city where they got the
0: cable car and it like goes on the circle? Oh, Lombard, maybe? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Um, and it also looks like Coit Tower, <laughs> and it looks like the Golden Gate Bridge.
1: Ah, which they make a visit to, actually, this
0: time. Yeah, and Alcatraz. Um, okay. But anyhow, so they... Okay, Piper is real mad. Yeah. Because she is protecting herself from being really scared and really sad. Yes. And she's snapping at Leo and she's snapping at, at Phoebe saying, you should have let me know that, again, the person I was dating was supernatural. Why would you hide this from me? Leo, you should have told me, etc.
1: She definitely has a lot of trust issues.
0: Yeah, which I would too after that list of people she dated. <laughs> um, and... So they decide to take the arrow out of Leo. Oh, that was the gruesomest episode. <sighs> God, epi- it was <laughs> the scene awful. In the episode. So um, Prue yeah. just moves it uh, with her mind powers uh-huh. through Leo, uh, which doesn't seem like the correct thing to do. Uh, the sound designer had a field day with oh, that. They're like, how do we
1: make the sound of an arrow moving through a human body? <laughs> Delicious.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. um, and also, aren't you supposed to, like, not... Take, take yeah, it out. because that's stopping the blood from leaving your body. Exactly, and I guess Leo has blood, even though he's mm. dead. Oh, yeah. What is he's he dead? Yeah, he's immortal. Well, he's. he's I, oh, I guess so. Okay, yeah. Oh, I <laughs> thought maybe you had slipped up on something. No, no, I haven't. I haven't spoiled anything. My okay, myth, it was just like kind of a misunderstanding, mm-hmm. I guess.
1: But anyway. Okay. Well, they also talk about how he used to be human later on in the episode. hmm Exactly.
0: So they move the oh, that was a big crinkle.
1: That's good. From my know to turn the page on this audiobook.
0: Leah, to to follow along. <laughs> the audio um, my favorite line in this scene is when Piper like puts pressure on the wound mm-hmm. with with a like a little bit of gauze and Leo's like, oh! and she says, Oh, did that hurt? Good. <laughs>
1: Not my favorite line in the scene, but the line in the scene where I'm like, "Huh?" was when they talk about the purpose of dark letters, and they say that they are to create evil through reproduction. Did you? Ca- I didn't catch that. Okay. Oh, so gross. Leo gives the whole load on on what dark letters do, and apparently their whole mission in life is to seduce women to uh, create babies that will, I guess propagate the dark lighter ways.
0: Wow, I think I totally glossed over that because I was just like, Leo's back! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he gives like honest deathbed, he gives a little um, rundown on what the situation is, which is
0: basically he's
1: protecting a girl named Daisy, she's running from dark lighters, here are what dark lighters do, they're very bad, this
0: is up to you guys now to help. Mm-hmm. And Piper's like, mm, I don't wanna. And they're like, oh, but we got it. And she's like, oh, fine. She's
1: petulant.
0: Yes, very petulant. So they go back, Mm -hmm. cut to the precinct. Precinct. Ah,
1: yes. (laughs) A very great scene in which Andy tries to um, change the subject when Daryl asks him some difficult questions. And he pretends to get a call from, uh, well, Prue calls him, and he pretends it's from Franklin. Down at the
0: morgue. Mm -hmm.
1: Because Prue needs his help. And he's like, oh, Franklin, good to hear from you again. I'll be right
0: there. Daryl's like, nope, nope, nope. Franklin just had a baby. He's on maternity. He's on maternity leave. leave, which I was like, nice. That's nice. Glad that the precinct gives them maternity leave. Good benefits. Good benefits. <laughs> Good benefits. Um, and also, Daryl keeps making all these these uh, these language choices that are mm. like, we're partners. You yeah. can tell me anything. Come on, you know, you can trust me. You gotta trust me. Right. There's there's something else at play. Keys, right? Kiss! Keys. He's like, don't lie to me, partner. Which I also recently
1: saw a tweet that was like, reasons to call your significant other partner. You get to both be cowboys.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I would say that's a number one reason. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sorry, I just thought about it and had a little moment of like, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh,
1: we didn't say our manner keeping about going to see Mitski. <gasps> We're seeing Mitski again. We're seeing Mitski again with oh Liana, who was on the last episode, and it'll uh, uh, it'll actually be about the time that you're listening to this episode if you listen to it
0: shortly after its release. And I've seen Mitski shows with both Bryce and Liana separately, and now we're going to see it together. All three at oh once. Oh my God. Give <gasps> <Bam. Bam. laughs> her I feel like that's too much of a deep cut. Reference the all three at once oh, video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, oh. Mm, I'll put it on the uh, Instagram story okay. when we post this episode. Excellent. Good. So be sure to watch for that, I guess. Put in the highlights. That's... <laughs> what is Charm Dispelcast? Well, <laughs> and then we'll just direct you to that little video. And then a couple of other vines that I enjoy. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So anyway, um, Andy is trying to make less of a mess of things, but he's not really doing it. Mm -hmm. And Daryl's like, I know something's going on, but I guess can't stop you. Can't stop, won't stop.
1: So Andy goes to meet Pru at Quake so they can talk about Pru's latest uh, adventure. And Pru's wearing a very low cut green dress. Yes, it's an interesting
0: dress that I really like the cut of, but I don't like the color.
1: Yeah, she looks, um, I don't know what it is, actually, about the color. It looks like maybe a Tinkerbell kind of mm, color. It does. It's a Tinkerbell green. It's like violently lime. <laughs> <laughs> Violent lime. Um, all right. So
0: they talk about, uh, I actually kind of didn't pay attention to they this conversation. They talk about Daisy. I'm trying to find her Mm -hmm. and Andy says, oh, you know, how do you get, did you get involved with this person? Or like, who is this person? And then he's like, you know what? I don't care. It's fine. I know that you're going to help them and I want to help you help them. And Andy's feeling pretty insecure saying, you know, it's almost like we're friends again meeting here and Prue's like, we are still friends. And he thinks that maybe they're not still friends. Maybe Prue's just using him um, to help. Which is kind of what we, we kind of read into what Andy was doing Mm -hmm. last episode Mm -hmm. to Prue. And of course, Prue says that's really silly. Mm -hmm. Like, there's never been a doubt in her mind about their friendship, even if their romantic relationship has been, for her, a big struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, So Andy kind of relaxes and is like, okay, I guess Mm so. So I think really at the heart of it all, Andy is extremely insecure about what he means to Prue, especially now that he understands her true capabilities, And this scene, I think, kind of showed it and also showed that Prue knows that and they're working on patching some things. Mm
1: -hmm. They're having a lot of good conversations within the last Mm -hmm. couple of episodes, which is more than I can say for the rest of the season.
0: (laughs) Yep, very true, especially with that X-Files nonsense. Oh, yeah. Last episode, which tried to give Andy a backstory but did a really, like, baseline job of it, I think.
1: Yeah. I still don't have a... I mean... The, I think what the writers are banking on for us to like understand um, Andy's point of view and his reasoning is they're banking on us to understand quickly someone who is just normal, who like yeah. enjoys normalcy.
0: Exactly. Who enjoys normalcy but also is obsessed with the occult. So you can't have it both ways. <laughs> you really can't, though. You really can't. You can't have an attitude both ways. So I think this little look at their relationship is kind of like the center of Andy's. Uh, worries and insecurities makes more sense mm-hmm. to me yeah so. actually
1: so I agree that with that good analysis thank you very much thank you very much really? couldn't have gotten there without you oh well no, so, that's not true next, next. scene so um, this scene I think the big takeaway is that we learned that Leo might actually die mm-hmm. because um, the poison I guess is designed to kill white lighters
0: it's irreversible yeah because it seems arrow, like a bit of a flaw
1: yeah i don't know how that works yeah
0: it seems like the balance of white lighters to dark lighters then it's like yeah completely uneven
1: greatly overpowered dark lighters mm-hmm. um so the arrow that he was shot with i forgot to mention is tipped with a poison that is designed oh, yeah. to kill white lighters yeah um which i personally when he said those words like i'm not gonna get better i was like wait i'm not ready he just got back it's been like 10 minutes
0: yeah it's, and we're like, what, now, already? Yeah. And then, so he explains to Phoebe's questions that he can't actually heal himself because his powers can only be used to help other people, mm. not himself. Important. Another flaw. But anyway, flaw in the design of white lighters um, by whoever made <laughs> white lighters. I did feel the God? stakes. God? <laughs> God, is that you? Susan? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, definitely stakes are very high. Um <laughs> but <Okay>. his what? <laughs> his acting <laughs> his like I didn't... grimacing in pain and like throwing his head back and like ew oh it was like oh okay. Not the important part of this episode. No, it truly was not the important part. The important part is that it's irreversible poison. Mm-hmm. He loves Piper. And Piper is sad. Is sad.
1: Um, More on that later, folks. Yep. Okay, so um, the sisters have to go and find Daisy. They've gotten a uh, lock on her. I guess they found a credit, um, or her credit card was swiped at some location so they can go find her. So Prue and Phoebe are ready to go, but Piper's like, no, we gotta... gotta save Leo. We gotta save Leo. We're "We're running out of time on Leo.
0: Yeah, and uh, Piper is flipping frustratedly through the Book of Shadows, trying to find something in order to save him and um the whole thing that that Phoebe says is okay well Piper maybe Leo is not our innocent maybe he's not the person we're supposed to save maybe it's really Daisy and Leo is a goner and Piper does her flippy flippy throws hands up ah and so my OTP of this show is Piper in the Book of Shadows (laughs) for sure I feel like they have a real good push-pull dynamic that's good. They're gonna work through some real issues. They're going to grow together, mm-hmm. and um, I can't wait to see what's next for them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Piper is hell bent on, haha, heaven bent on ah, saving
1: good one. Leo. I, I also thought it was really moving when she said that because Phoebe told her like maybe he's not what we're who we're supposed to save, and Piper is like we are
0: going to save him whether we are supposed to or not. Mm-hmm. Which I think is. Oh, I can't say anything about it. Oh, okay. It. Oh, but I want to. Anyway, it's fine. I'll
1: just say my thoughts on it, which is that at the beginning of the season, she was so caught up in this idea of maybe, like, predetermined lives. or I, w- I won't go so far as to say destiny, but, you know, she had this very big internal struggle of, like, am I a good person or a bad person, which I also extended to mean, like, am I meant to be a bad person or am mm. I meant to do good? And I think that here she is really taken a lot, she's shown a lot of growth, and she's saying, like, it doesn't matter what I was supposed to do. This is what I want to do.
0: Am I a good witch or a bad witch? It doesn't matter. I'm going to save Leo. <laughs> yeah. And um, right before we go to the next scene, uh, we go up to Leo. And nobody's there. Nobody's in the room. It's just focus on Leo again because we know he's in bad shape. And he gives a little a cough, 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 cough. Oh, he's sick. He's sick. Call on a sick day.
1: A cough, cough. I'm
0: dying. (laughs) Um, Okay, and then we go to
1: Daisy. Daisy. She is, um, is she in her apartment right now? Her apartment. She's in her apartment, and I guess we can just skip straight to the part where Alec bursts through the door.
0: Yeah. Which is um, frightening i found you because leo's shield over you is weakening which means he's dying dying. and soon it will be just you and me
1: she also like throws a base and like shatters five feet away from where his head was she's got real bad aim he doesn't even move he doesn't even like try to duck or flinch he's like oh it's
0: going that way now (laughs) i wonder if that's how white lighters are chosen people with such bad aim they cannot even hurt a dark lighter (laughs)
1: Um, and then we hear knocking at the door because the landlord hears all the commotion and he wants to go figure out what's going on. And here we have some more Asian representation. I was just thinking that and he dies immediately. Only to die. <laughs> Only for death. Viciously. Um, which I guess our biggest Asian character in the series thus far was a dead person. Yeah, John Cho. He was a Jost. A uh, Joast. <laughs> a John Chost? Uh, yeah. A Colin John Choast. Oh my god. Um, gross <laughs> grossed, grossed. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright that went too deep so um, he answers or uh, Alec the dark later answers the door grabs the landlord pulls him in and then kills him before, um, for Daisy's no eyes reason. Yeah. reason but she does take that time while Alec is preoccupied with his murder to escape <laughs> through the window yeah good for you Daisy
0: okay and then we go back Oh, oh, ooh, no. No, 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 no. Yes. Um, so he, she escapes just as Prue and Andy burst through the door. Ah, uh, yes. And Prue does a little swipe with her, with her hand, and her power really, like, kicks that white lighter off, of, or sorry, the dark lighter off of his feet. Yep, smack into a wall.
1: Smack into a wall, and then he disapparates. He dark
0: lights away. Dark lights away. These little trail, of little, little smoke, little smoke. Glob- globby smoke, globby smoke, um, and Andy's like, "Wow, wow, 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 what? <laughs> what was that? Oh, what? Oh, what?" And proves like, "Welcome to my world." Dramatic. I love that. Proves powers are evolving to her hands. I think it's so much more fun when she just gets to like really put her back into yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's physical acting for you, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> that is <laughs> that is some physical acting. Very um, impressed, Janet for, the for the theater. For the back row. <laughs> Act to the back row. Act to the back row. Act to the back of the house. Swipe. <laughs> it's great. I love it.
1: Um, okay. So then we cut back again to the manor
0: where... I hear
1: rhyming. Uh-oh. oh yes. <laughs> so Phoebe hears rhyming because Piper's found a spell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a pell. It's a pell. It's a spell to switch. A pel grant. It's a pell to pitch powers. <laughs> it's a pell to switch. It's a spell to switch powers. <laughs>
0: Now I can't do it. Yes you can, I believe in you. It's a I'm spell sure to that, like, switch face desk was audible too. <laughs> uh head desk.
1: Um okay, I got this. It's a spell to switch spout powers. Try one more time. It's a spell to switch powers. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um because if leo can't heal himself maybe piper can take his powers and heal him for himself exactly so
0: she she says she's gonna try it and prue and phoebe are they're like oh. mm-hmm. and then they say okay we are going to support you we're here for you and it works and it works but, but it switches everyone's powers so now prue and phoebe have each other's powers and now Piper supposedly has powers, but
1: she doesn't know how to use those white lighter yeah. powers. Yeah, I also really think it's a very fun um, com- uh, premise to have everyone have different like powers that they're not used to. Yeah, as Phoebe says, it's Freaky Friday. Yeah, Magic Freaky Friday. Supernatural Freaky Supernatural Friday. Supernatural Freaky Friday. She's also Friday. very annoyed, which is a fun look on her actually. Yeah, Alyssa Milano does a lot of fun face acting in yeah. this
0: in this episode too.
1: That's a good point. Okay, so get Daisy and heal Leo all using a different power. That's what's got to
0: happen next. All of it. Somebody get Daisy. Somebody get Leo. Somebody get your man. And uh, Piper goes over and it's like, okay, now heal. (laughs) And heal. So apparently, which I had not realized
1: throughout the season, there's a trigger for your powers, Mm -hmm. and she's doing what she normally does to turn on her freezing power, but it's not working for the white lighter powers. If we
0: recall all the way back to episode one, in the aisle at the pharmacy, so Phoebe figures out that Prue's trigger is emotion, it's anger, Mm -hmm. emotion, and that's what she uses to Um, guide her telepathy. I didn't know that it
1: was a hard and fast rule. I just thought that they didn't have control over their powers, so anytime they, like had like a giant burst of emotion mm-hmm. that they would like also react magically in a way.
0: Yeah, and now we're learning that, yes, indeed, there is like a very specific kind of way they access them. Mm-hmm. It's a mechanism. It's a mechanism. It's the the
1: switch. And the swell switching power. The switch. <laughs> it's the switchy switch. Um, I have also, I, I realized that my sense of humor is just saying words wrong. <laughs>
0: Your sense of humor is saying words wrong. My sense of humor is things in places they should not be. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Master class in comedy. Mm-hmm. There you go. Forget the rule of threes. That'll be 9.99. <laughs>
1: it's the rule of fire hydrants. It's the rule of saying a phrase but switching the consonants of the beginning parts of the phrase of the word in of each
0: word in the phrase. Incorrect alliteration. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Big fan. Okay. So They have found Daisy through credit card detective business. Mm. She bought a bus ticket not 20 minutes ago. And so they're going to go find her. But uh, Piper is staying with Leo. Yes.
1: Um, Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, Internal Affairs is talking to Trudeau. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Well, the only interesting thing is that he turns in his gun and badge.
0: Yeah. Andy says, screw you guys. And I thought, here on network television? (laughs) my god my gosh what will they say next Clutches pearls oh my god I was okay I was talking to a much older person who was a mentor of mine and someone I work with and he was saying how frustrated he was with someone who's like supposed to be letting him be a project manager he said well I couldn't help it I just I swore at her on the phone I said I said Jesus Christ <laughs> Jesus Christ Carol you can't yeah. just be like that exactly which was amazing <laughs>
1: Um, I also really like the scene because my favorite trope is turning your gun and badge. Fine!
0: <laughs> Puts it down. Uh,
1: um, I one day hope to be a cop just so I can turn in my gun and badge.
0: I one day hope you are, like, given the ability to do that, but with, like, a water gun. Oh. <laughs> and, like, a little, I don't know, a little badge that says, like, sheriff of... Yes. Bobst Library or something like that.
1: There was definitely um, a character, or there was like a series that one Viner that I really liked back when Vine was a thing used to do, and the series was like uh, cops, but they're kindergartners. (laughs) (laughs) And it's that kind of humor.
0: Yep, yep. That's the only good cop. Yeah, kindergarten Kindergarten cop. cop. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, so they're trying to interrogate him, and he just won't have any turns in his... Gun and Badge, and he's going rogue. Spicy drama. Spicy drama. Andy's going to do what's right, and he realizes the police force is not the place to do it. Oh, wow. Groundbreaking. Yeah. That and florals in spring. Bus station. Bus station. Daisy is trying to get away. She's trying to buy her ticket still. I I don't know. Timeline's off. Weird. Weird. But um, it turns out that everywhere she looks, there's Alec.
1: Yeah, he's, he's like, taking on the forms of all these different people. Yeah. And so she, like, um, runs to the bathroom.
0: Yeah. Daisy uh, and Alec sitting in a tree. K-I-L-L-I-N-G. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyway, so runs to the bathroom. Alec corners her in the women's bathroom. With his leg. <laughs> with his leg. Legs her. <laughs> and uh, is about to try to, like get her and, like, take take her with him. Mm-hmm. Which is a very scary scene, actually. Incredibly. Yeah, I hate it. And then Prue uh, is trying to direct Phoebe in ways of using Prue's powers. Yes, yeah, so
1: they've arrived at the bus station, and they're like, okay, we got to find her. Use your premonition. I don't know how to.
0: Um, Use your my power. I don't know how to. <laughs> Me neither. So, but Prue knows that Her powers are accessed out of spite, so she's telling (laughs) Phoebe things to try to get her mad. And that works. So when they're at, when they come into the bathroom, um, (laughs) Daisy is fending Alec off. Yes. And they come in and. Phoebe tries to use the powers, but only ends up... All the water taps turn on. Uh, all the water taps, all the soap dispensers, yeah. like, empty. Which is great. It was just like the
1: Mirage at... Uh, is it the Mirage? At, the, uh, at Las Vegas? Yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> all the waters! So Phoebe, I guess, could do some water features. Um, but then uh, Prue tells Phoebe... Oh, uh, you remember that time that uh, I got... A, uh, that the car got into a fender bender and Grahams blamed you, that was actually me. (laughs) So Phoebe's like, ah! Power activated! Power activate! She's like, I got grounded for that. Yeah, it's really funny. And they grab Daisy, and they skedaddle out of there. And they
1: skedaddle out of there. Okay, so now we're back at the manor attic, um, where... Leo's
0: gone. Leo's
1: gone, which I don't remember what happened. I wrote that note, but I can't remember basically piper's just sitting on the floor like oh i wrote he's gone but that means he's dead he's dead yeah yeah he's dead and she's like rocking back and forth and it's actually a very like the the way that she shows grief is
0: heartbreaking it is holly marie combs oh my god i'll said it before and i'll say it again just acts everyone else out of the water Mm -hmm. it's uh, especially in these like showcase moments Mm -hmm. Where the gravitas of what she says and like the subtler things she does and her body language and everything, it's just, it conveys exactly what she needs it to convey Mm -hmm. and does it in a way that is not melodramatic. Yeah,
1: that is especially what stuck out to me. The fact that she showed how much emotion she had about this scene, the scenario but in such a way that it was, like, so small and so subdued that you, like, felt it even more.
0: Exactly. And I think no matter how cheesy the show is or, like, how kind of questionable the plot lines are or just how yeah telenovela it is, I think the one thing I can rely on every single time is, like, Holly Marie Combs acting is going to be fantastic. Killing it again. Yeah, killing it again. Bring back John Cho. <sighs> Let them act together. At each other. At
1: each other's faces. Oh, okay. My favorite. So Leo is gone. Um, Pru goes to meet Andy, and Piper convinces Daisy to stay. Because mm-hmm. they brought back Daisy to the manor, and Daisy's like, I gotta get out of here. Leo can't protect me anymore. Alex on his way. And Piper's like, No. Don't Leo... you dare. Yes. Don't you dare. Because Leo
0: died to make sure that you were safe. And if you leave this manor, we can't keep you safe. Exactly. So even, even that, like, Okay, so her rocking back and forth fetal position, that's one thing. Her crying, that's another thing. Her don't-you-dare with so much gravitas and, mm-hmm. like, low intensity. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. so good. You felt it. You felt it. I felt it. Did you feel it? I felt it. We felt it. Mr. Krabs. <sighs> <laughs> that <laughs> is entirely outside of my... <laughs> Visual reference, but Um. I know exactly what you're saying, and I hate that I know. (laughs) All right. Okay, so we move on to Pro and Andy sitting in a tree. S I T T I N G. (laughs) (laughs) There's a theme. She said what she meant, and she meant what she said. It's true. So Andy is talking to her and saying, Okay, I went rogue. I turned in my badge. Um, And he He sees the good Mm -hmm. in what Prue does, even if it's outside of conventional methods Mm -hmm. and even if it's something he can't entirely wrap his mind around. And I'm like, oh, I love Trudeau, love Andy. When he's like, I wanted to help people. That's why I wanted to become a cop. And I'm like, oh, still, boo, cops. (laughs) But yeah, Andy's not a cop anymore.
1: Yeah, and he did that because he saw how much good that Prue was doing in this world. And he was like, even though I've worked my entire life to do that, I see you're doing that, so I will support you yes. doing that. Yes! Good man getting behind a great woman. Yep, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah? I saw the uh, documentary recently, and it was like, his hu- her husband was like a renowned lawyer, but she was a better lawyer, and she was going to become a Supreme Court justice, so he just supported her every step of the way.
0: Yes. Yes, that is... The lesson. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Um, <laughs> One point. So uh, very brief aside is that I am reading this book called Men Explain Things to Me, and it's about this really renowned author, Rebecca Solnit, who is her, the, the preface she gives to this book of essays um, is that there are so many men, not all men, but like there are so many men who assume just because they are men that they have authority and knowledge that is far, that far exceeds a woman, even if they know nothing about the mm-hmm. woman. And she was explaining this dinner party that she went to, in which this man knew that she had written a book. She has written dozens of books, but was like, "Oh, I heard you wrote a book." And she was like, "Yes, many." <laughs> he says, "Oh, well, what is it? The one book that I assume you wrote about?" And she starts to say it's about Edward Moybridge, who is like the father of the cinematic apparatus. Mm. And he interrupts her and says, "Oh well, did you see this really important book about Edward Moybridge oh, just came out?" Oh no! And she humors him for a second because she's like, "It would be highly unlikely that any other book, uh-huh. specifically about Edward Moybridge, came out and <laughs> I didn't hear about it." And he starts talking about it, and her friend, who's sitting at the table with her, is saying is also a woman and is saying. That's her book. That's her book. And it took her four times saying that's her book for the guy to even process that. And it turns out he hadn't even read the book. He just read about it in the New York Review of Books. Disgusting. Exactly. That's horrible. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. And all I'm saying is that this is not something that happens solely to women, Mm -hmm. with men perpetrating Mm -hmm. like there are lots of instances that are individualized and and varied Mm -hmm. but the overwhelming feeling of a man thinking that he knows better than a woman just because Mm -hmm. of his gender when instead he could recognize the greatness of a woman and then put his support behind her Mm -hmm. I'm just saying men explain things to me versus charmed (laughs) let's go charmed (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I love my great think pieces and charmed yeah
0: exactly <laughs> um
1: truly though it's amazing because the most admirable thing that he could have done was to say I support you and I think that what you need from me right now is for me to just
0: give you that support mm-hmm. and I, I'm putting my own career behind your actual capacity to do good
1: important mm-hmm. important Importante. Okay, so, after this, um, oh, uh, where
0: are, we? where are we? Back to Leo. Oh. Well, okay, so, they leave. Prue, yes. Prue leaves him with a little kiss on the cheek. Kiss. Kiss. A small one. A friendly, small, a sp- but small very kiss. meaningful one. A peck. And, uh, some very cheesy music carries us back to Leo.
1: Yes. So, Leo is dead, and... <laughs> If you forgot. And Piper is heartbroken. She's kneeling by his deathbed. She's like holding his hands and she's starting to cry. And she's, and so one of the last things that Leo said to her before he died was, I love you. And she couldn't say it back. She was just sad. And also, we don't, she was still angry. So we don't really know if she was ready to say it yet. Um, but in this scene, it, it's like there's nothing, she has nothing left to lose. So she says, I love you too. Um, and she cries. And the power is activated. The power is activated. The power is love. Is love. That's the power. She love. loves him. Oh, it's so cute. So she's like, I got it. I've got it. So she starts to like um, move her glowy hands around yeah. to bring life back into Leo, him. Leo,
0: I love you. Do you hear me? I love you. Oh. And he's like, oh, Piper. He heard. Oh, he knows. They love each other. They love each other so much.
1: And Leo was like, so I couldn't tell you that love is a trigger, but now you know. Why did it take you so long to say it? Or, yeah, to, like, recognize it. And Piper was like, I was afraid that if I admitted how I really felt, it would just hurt a lot more when I finally lost you, which is
0: relatable. Mm-hmm. It is relatable. It's, like, it's one of those things that I think a lot of us don't want to admit we struggle with, but is very present in relationships, is extremely present i think in when you want something very badly Mm -hmm. is that you're not you're not really in the space to admit that if you did not get this thing or if you did not hear the answer that you needed to hear it would crush you yeah and it's so difficult to be vulnerable and to put yourself in a place where the loss could be significant Mm -hmm. but piper does so in order to save him
1: yeah Better to have love and loss than to have never loved at all. Mm-hmm. And she brought him back. So love not lost. Yeah, exactly. Love doesn't hurt everyone. No love lost. Fine. No love lost. It's fine. Good game.
0: Good game, kids.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Oh, uh, so that's, hap- that's happening. That's very nice. Um, and then they rush downstairs to meet up with the sisters, give them the news. Um, Daisy's there as well. And then suddenly Alec is there as well.
0: Shoot. Heck. Ah. Oh, Jesus Christ. And grabs Phoebe. Or no, Prue. Grabs Uh, Prue. Grabs. Right? No. Yeah, no. Piper. Grabs Piper. Oh my God, it only took me all three of them (laughs) to get it right. You're
1: like my mom.
0: Oh. um, I am your mom. Yep.
1: She goes through my brother's name first, my dad's name first, my guinea pig's name next, and then my name.
0: (laughs) Something your mom and I haven't gotten. What's your Um, guinea pig's name? It was Rocky. He died. Rocky. Oh, R.A.P. R.I.P. Rocky. Cute.
1: The, um, what's the song from Rocky starts playing? Do-do-do. That one? do it do Do-do-do. do, do, do. do, do, do. R.I.P. Rocky. Anyway. Okay. So, um, Alec takes Piper hostage and says that he wants um,
0: Daisy to come with him. But no, she's not coming. She's not. And then through the door comes somebody else. Prue? Prue. It is Prue. It's Prue. And um, so... So (laughs) Alec throws Piper at them. This is my favorite tactic. Throws Piper at them and then snatches Daisy and poofs out of there. And Prue's like, Phoebe, stop him, because Phoebe's the one with the active power now. And
1: uh, Phoebe's like, (laughs) that's a lot of pressure. Yeah.
0: Can't
1: Uh, perform. So she can't do it. And uh, Alec gets away with Daisy. And now they're all
0: stumped. What to do next? Back to square one. And fade to black, commercial break. And then they come back. And we're back. And Leo is trying to coach Piper in how to
1: locate Daisy. Yes. He's too weak to do it himself right now, so better to just everyone
0: keep the powers that they currently have and teach um, Piper how to use them. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, okay, something I would like to say, I would like to commend the writers on this premise of the switching powers and the reason it has higher stakes they actually, I think they did a really good job with the logic of this episode. Oh, yeah? Which is not always something that I think
1: for yeah. Charmed. Okay.
0: But I think there were a lot of, like, very logical steps in terms of, okay... This is the reason that this is a problem and this is the reason that we can't sort it out in the most like straightforward way mm-hmm. why we need to take a circuitous route.
1: I get it. It's less contrived mm-hmm. this time
0: around. I think so. I think they're really kind of getting into the swing of things. Nice the trio
1: they're they're in the they're in the groove. Stella. good job, boys. you're trying your best. <laughs> you did it. Okay so they um... So
0: Piper does find Daisy. She she
1: locates Daisy. Immediately
0: Um, is like, I know exactly where it is in Golden Gate Park. I'm like, (laughs) my god, how do these Gowns, no, everywhere. Um, okay. I guess San Francisco is pretty small. So then we cut to the
1: Golden Gate Park where we can see Alec dragging Daisy to uh, her death, apparently. We don't like this. Because apparently Alec loves Daisy, but he has to kill her. Yes, and he has to kill her with flames. I know. <laughs> this was ridiculous. This is, like, his whole vibe is very se- serial killery, which I guess yeah. is the the thing of the dark lighters. Exactly. But they're like, I love this thing, so I must kill it. I must own it. Yeah, and, and something
0: it. he says in the previous scene is... Do you still think I'm incapable of love because I love Daisy so much that I'm going to kill Piper? And it's like, y- y- yes, that's <laughs> not how that—that's not love. That's obsession. I think that that word doesn't mean what you think it means. Exactly, in dark lighter guy. That word, I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's definitely this like. It's very obvious, I think, throughout mm-hmm. this entire episode that it's not about love. It's about possession. Yeah. It's
1: a very perverse.
0: Idea in his head of love. Mm-hmm. And it really echoes a lot of really bad, like, non supernatural domestic mm. ca- cases of like domestic violence and abuse yeah. that you hear about, or maybe know someone who has experienced, or like have been in that situation yourself, in which the person does not actually think that what they're doing is bad mm-hmm. because they think they're doing it out of love or out of passion or out of something that is so twisted that they have to lie to themselves to perpetuate. And uh, that's no good.
1: That's some real talk right there. That's some
0: bad shit there. Bad shit. And I, I do wish that we all had the Charmed Ones in order to take us out of those abusive situations. Yeah. That would be wonderful. The innocent. Mm-hmm. Speaking of,
1: um, the Charmed Ones fly into action and they arrive at the Golden Gate Park just as Alec is trying to do his Murder, um, murder, murder. Uh, because he
0: has um, the glowy touch of death. hand. <laughs> he has another glowy hand. Yes. Like Leo does, except this one grows uh, glows red hot and it kills people instead of heals them. It burns them. Burns them dead. Um. So, what's the what's happening here? So what's happening is that he has Daisy, but they grab Daisy. Oh yeah. Somehow. I don't don't know. They like, they like, uh, get him on one side of something, and they grab Daisy, and uh, or like she's thrown down on the ground or something, and he's going to kill them. So he does his little glowy red hand, and then Prue switches their powers. Yes, she does the rhyming spell,
1: switches their powers. And now um, she has the glowy red hand. Of death. Of death. And anger. And, she's, and she, as soon as she gets his power, she's like, it's hate. hate oh, hate. Hate is his trigger. Hate is
0: the trigger, yeah.
1: So um, hate him with all of your being. And she was like, what I shall do. So she, um, uh, oh, no, it's uh, Phoebe who brings him closer to the glowy hand of death that Prue is sporting, and... Um, it's kind of like, <laughs> like, gruesome to watch because yeah. it's like a very slow death. Like, he is slowly, telekinetically brought into her arm. Like, she doesn't even move. It's just like, her arm sinks into his body and he turns into a skeleton before their very yeah. eyes. burns his flesh away so you can see his ribcage. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, that was a lot. And then just before he dies, they say the spell once more so that their powers can switch around to
0: the right people. Mm-hmm. So now everybody has the right powers and I think this is actually an important little point, is that, okay, I, Daisy is relieved and not at all traumatized, apparently, <laughs> which is always something that's a little puzzling. Uh-huh. But Prue is completely traumatized.
1: Yeah, um, because the power that the dark lighter had required hate as a trigger, and it required so much hate that she hated
0: how she felt. Mm-hmm. And she cried a little because yeah. of it, which I, I felt that moment. I was like, oh, my God, this little subtle thing. Yeah,
1: and I never really think about it because I guess I don't really hate people that often. But hatred is an
0: exhausting emotion. Mm-hmm. It truly is. It like, it takes so much to keep it up.
1: Yeah, but also her trigger is anger, which is
0: similar. Is also exhausting. Also exhausting. Hers is like spite. Uh, okay. And his is just pure hate. Mm-hmm. So hers hers is for somebody saying like you can't do something mm-hmm. and his is telling people that they're shit mm-hmm. i'm curious did we ever learn what piper's trigger was i don't think we have really okay. oh that she's scared <laughs> <laughs> i think it's when she's scared that's what she freezes oh, that's people good. that's really good yeah so she's like when she's like anxious or nervous oh and what's phoebe's phoebe is learning to control hers but what's yeah. her t- I don't know if we got to I, I think a lot of times it's just when she touches something. Yeah it's just when she touches something and she sees who they need to save. Yes and it's
1: so it's not so much that it takes a lot out of you to produce it but when it is produced it takes a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. Like it affects you not you affect it.
0: Yeah exactly.
1: Um, I, I was also thinking about like what the about the emotion of hatred and it's definitely like a an emotion that really ups the blood pressure like, it, it definitely, I don't know if it definitely does, but it feel, I feel like it produces, like, high cortisol levels. You definitely feel, like, that fight-or-flight response. So I can see how that would be, like, something that is not fun to keep up beyond just the mental toll of being, like, I hate, I hate, I hate.
0: Yeah, definitely. Physical toll as well. Good point there. Thank you. Science. Science. Science.
1: Okay. So, um, okay, it was kind of a cool death, though. Uh, just because they're uh, because the way that Prue was, she was like, "Bring him closer, Phoebe. Bring him to me." Yeah. <laughs> yes. That Phoebe was awesome. Phoebe with the uh, telekinesis was like, "Okay, rinse him in. <laughs> I got him." <laughs> um, okay. So, yep. Wham, wham. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, and then they start to head home, and Phoebe's like, "I want my power back." Also, by the way. Yeah. Which is great. Just saying. Yeah. Please. And we talk about that later. So back at the manor, Leon Piper are
0: cuddling. Leo and a piper sitting on a couch. C-R-Y-I-N-G. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) No, that's me. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, so Leo gives a little more backstory. Apparently, he went to med school back in the, like, 30s, and then he decided that he was going to quit and join the World War War II efforts as a medic, and the last thing he remembers from that life is, like, there being a giant explosion or something while he was patching up some guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then a
0: white light. And then a white light. And And he was surrounded by white lights. White lighters. And they offered him immortality and the chance to help save and guide special people like Piper. Mm -hmm. And he says he's never once regretted that choice until he met Piper. And he realized he wanted to be with her.
1: This was a hard breakup scene to watch. Mm -hmm. Because they both love each other. And it's not that they don't want to be together. It's that circumstances,
0: their destinies, I guess, require them to not be together. And Leo was saying that he can become human again, right? which is huge. And he seems like he would do it, too. That's true. And he was like, I will do it. Just give me the word to uh, Piper. Which is so much pressure on Piper.
1: And Piper's like, I want you to do it, but I don't want you to do it for me because your life goal, I mean, your life's mission will be impossible. And that's what you're
0: Mm -hmm. meant to do. Exactly. So they're both making giant sacrifices to do what they think is best, which is help people and enable each other to help others. Mm-hmm. So very sad, but but it's not closing the chapter. Ooh, I don't think it seems like that either. I feel like it's it's planting this thing with Leo being able to become human, like just mm-hmm. this premise that it doesn't feel like there's any sort of a close to yeah. it. It is definitely a
1: disappointing ending to this
0: episode, though. Mm-hmm. Because of course you want them to be together. Yeah. Like, I, I'm definitely more invested, of course, in Piper than I am in Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, well, they mean... Uh, yeah. I mean, they mean so much to each other. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the
1: audience, the viewers are more invested in her because we know more of her mindset, and we know, we just know her better than we know Leo, and we, well, we want the best for her. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, back at it with the internal affairs. Infernal affairs. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Okay. Quick lowdown. So Daryl's meeting up with Andy because even though Andy is suspended from the force, Daryl still wants to talk to him and like figure out what's happening. And Andy's like. I'm protecting Pru, and Daryl goes. I really wish you hadn't said that. Meanwhile, Internal Affairs are in a car across the way. This is happening a lot at a construction site, and they're trying to listen in on the conversation with their like um, mic thing. I don't know what it's called, but it's supposed to detect sound. So they're trying to like aim it at the conversation. And, but it's just not working. And then the guy behind the wheel, who's like holding the mic, trying to get like a get a good listen on what they're saying, is like, oh, I wish I could read lips. And the other guy goes, Oh, he's protecting Pru Halliwell. And then the guy with the mic is like, what? And then he turns to look at his partner, who has glowy red eyes. Screaming demon. I was actually startled. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that coming, huh? I know. I was, like, so spooked. And it was also, like, a very scary image. Just someone with all red eyes. Yeah.
0: He was scary as hell. Yeah. And he screams... And like it's like a high, high pitch yeah. like lizard scream or a something. Scream. <laughs> I don't know, uh, screaming
1: demon. Oh, when we were um, at the 54 Below concert, and um, Bonnie Milligan pulled off that super high note. I think that Robbie, uh, that's the host, Robbie Roselle, had like a really great um, couple of jokes. He did. He was like, "Wow, that was so high! I like heard a garage door open." <laughs> That's pretty um, and I, I looked it up because I didn't know this, but apparently, like, garage doors are opened by radio transmitters, and radio waves are on a very
0: high frequency. That is <laughs> a deep cut joke. I know. I was like, how did he know that? <laughs> he was doing some Wikipediaing, I uh, think. Um, but yeah. Anyway, and then so he kills him or something. Or knocks something. him out. Yeah. Maybe his eardrums burst. So there's more to it than we thought initially. Ookie spooky. Ookie spooky. <laughs> it's almost Halloween. I'm so excited.
1: Oh, my um, gosh. One more month. What month? No, two more months, really.
0: Yeah. It's almost it's Halloween. Almost Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut from that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, to so obviously something's going to happen in the finale.
1: If you like piña coladas.
0: And get God in the rain. And just getting them out of your fridge. <laughs> if you take pineapples out of the fridge and you say, My God, we missed Cabo and everything because we're
1: working witches. Um, okay, so Phoebe and Prue are mourning the fact that they missed their Cabo weekend, but they celebrate or they decide to um, make up for the best of it. Wait, is that a phrase? Yeah,
0: make make the best of it. Make the best of it
1: by make. I was trying to say make up for it and make the best of it at the same make time. Make up the best of it. Make up the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, and make pina coladas at home. Mm-hmm. And they have a good talk about how Phoebe act actually want wanted her power back because she mentioned that earlier. Because she used to not want it. She used to want to have more of the active power. Yeah. Um, and it's really showed again how much these characters have grown. Absolutely. And they have a little staycation. Yep. Um, Prue, once again, talks to Phoebe and says, I respect you. Like, what you do is admirable and amazing, and I think we take you for granted.
0: I love this pair. They love each other. It's a good, it's
1: a good, Um. like, uh, I don't know. You know how sometimes when you watch a show and they, like, pair up characters that normally don't see each other that often mm-hmm. or, or like they're side characters that like are usually in different parts of the show. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like to think of it as unlikely animal friendships which this is not because oh, they're sisters. But yes. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Definitely. What would they be as animals? Ooh. I feel okay. like Prue would be like a puma. Oh that's so good. puma. A puma. <laughs> and And Phoebe. Phoebe like Phoebe would be either like a little house cat oh. like a little house cat like climbing over the puma oh yeah, yeah hey yeah. big sis hey yeah. actually I think that would be cute that'd be so cute yeah yeah
1: and they love each other very much and then the last thing that they talk about is how they still have to like deal with all this shit that went down and Prue goes but problems are for Monday mornings, which mm-hmm. I felt
0: deep in my soul. I did too. And I think it's actually also very consistent with how these episodes have been written <laughs> in which like they still have time to sleep oh, and yeah. wake up and deal with things the next morning, mm-hmm. which is very funny. Um, so yeah.
1: And I, I also think it speaks to a lesson that we could all take away from this, which is that you should have a good work-life battling demon balance. Um, yeah, And definitely. there are some days where you should just take for yourself. Mm-hmm. And have your pina colada in your
0: kitchen. Yeah. Wow, we did it yet again. Wow. It's over now. Stella got her groove back, <laughs> and uh, so did we. So thank you so much for listening. Mm. Do we have any final thoughts? Okay, if you like pina coladas, <laughs> <laughs> getting caught in the rain. Okay, I think here's here's what I would take away. Mm-hmm. It is all right. To let a little bit of your ego go if you see someone else driving toward what seems like an impossible goal and you know you could help.
1: Yeah that's I was just thinking about that takeaway as well Um, because you don't always have to be the hero sometimes the supporting character
0: can be just as important. Absolutely many times they are and even if they don't get that recognition from everyone as the hero would get they got really heartfelt recognition from mm-hmm. some people.
1: On an unrelated but somewhat related note, it takes a village to raise a baby. So we can all learn a little from that as well.
0: I guess it does. <laughs> <laughs> I myself have never personally raised a baby.
1: I have not. But what I mean to, I mean or to say... Or been a village. <laughs> I mean to say that... Everyone matters when they're working towards a goal. You don't have to be the most visible person
0: or the leader or the whatever. But if that is your tendency, you can do that too. Yeah. Whatever you feel, man. Whatever <laughs> works for you, man. Whatever, man. You we're got here, it. We're yeah, not I'm here like, to tell you how to live your life, man. about It's <laughs> devolving. Yeah, work. we gotta stop. <laughs> we gotta stop. Okay, uh, do you have... To- Anything else? No, I'm good. Okay, Jeremy's. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. I actually really liked it.
1: I would say it's a four out of five for me. Ooh. I enjoyed seeing his flesh melt away. <laughs> I did
0: too. I would say like three point five
1: to a four. Okay.
0: Really, really loved the bring him to me. Bring him to
1: me. yeah. That was go. They were so badass. Yeah. Um, sad that Piper
0: wasn't a part of it, but mm-hmm. um, otherwise a great a great scene. I think this episode really played into the character's strengths. Yeah improves like being a badass but also being a little bit funny yeah and phoebe's like little annoyance and Mm -hmm. like uh and her frustration with her sisters Mm -hmm. but still her open-heartedness and her compassion toward leo and toward piper and for piper her like her at her most vulnerable Mm -hmm. and most frustrated Mm -hmm. and also her ability to channel those frustrations Mm -hmm. And learn something about herself. I love it. That was so well said. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm Shayna. You can find me at Bernadette Teeters. I'm Bryce. You can find me at Your Best Bryce or at Finished Foodstagram. And you can find both of both both of us. Never you can nice. find you can find both of us at Charmed Spellcast. Both of these nuts. <laughs> Bryce! <laughs> what? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> you can't find Bryce at Charmed Spellcast. We're kicking her out. You can find us at Charmed Spellcast on Instagram. You can also write to us Charmed spellcast at gmail.com and we would be happy Ain't to no hear from Yahoo you. Yahoo over here. Ain't no Yahoo. Mm-hmm. But a Gmail. Mm-hmm. Google. A. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful rest of whatever you're doing. Bye.